This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, and welcome back to Zachary Reality. I am your host, Zachary Reality. You are listening to the 21st episode of my podcast, and we are in for a treat today because we have Sarah and Mig here from F-Boy Island. If you did not watch F-Boy Island, it was a show about three girls, Sarah, CJ, and Nakia, they had to date 27 guys. They added in three extra guys, but it was originally 24. 12 of them were nice guys. 12 of them were F boys. It was up to the girls to figure out which was which. Sarah might not have had the easiest time figuring out which one was which one. She is going to be getting all into her story with Garrett and telling her side of the story because if you watch the show, spoiler alert, it was out a few weeks ago. So yes, I watched it by now, but spoiler alert, she was the girl that got effed over by the F guy. So you guys are going to have to listen to this interview to hear all of Sarah's side of the story. And if you want to hear Garrett's side of the story, I interviewed him as well. You guys can go to YouTube and look up F boy pod. I am on that interview co-hosting with Maddie, who is the host of that podcast. We also got to interview Garrett. So now we're hearing both sides of the story. It is up to you guys whose team you are on. Side note, I am on team Sarah. So let me play this interview. Sarah is an absolute doll and we'll touch base at the end of the podcast. Hey everybody, we are here with Sarah Emig from F-Boy Island. She just got effed over by the F-Boy. We're going to get all into it. Sarah, (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here. We met a few weeks ago at the finale party and I loved your energy. You were, um, dare I say, my favorite out of the three. Oh, oh, thank you. And thank you for having me too. Uh, yeah, that was an, inter- an interesting party. That's for sure. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. I didn't know what to expect when I got there, but it ended up being in like a warehouse in Hollywood yeah. and the whole cast was there. And I liked meeting all of the guys. And it, it's interesting to see people like in real life when you just watch them on a TV show, especially when it was just mm-hmm. so fresh. Like, what was it like kind of reuniting with everyone? Was that the first time you saw all of like the guys? Yeah, for mo- the majority of the guys, that was the first time I'd, I'd seen them since the show. So it was really interesting to like catch up with people. Um, obviously, like since the show, I've been able to like stalk their social media and kind of see what they're like in real life. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was good reuniting with everyone. I think like, you know, being on a reality TV show is a really bonding experience for everyone. And so it's kind of like a little family family reunion when you're able to see each other again. You don't feel like you got to stalk everyone enough during your time on that one episode when they gave you access. What did you get to see during that episode? Just Instagram? <laughs> yeah, so just Instagram. Um, production had already previously pulled up some of their uh, like Instagram pages. So we were able to like kind of breeze through and scroll. But obviously you know, we were, it, we were being filmed. So I'm sure if I had more time to look at their social media, I would have gone totally deep dive uh, through their entire thing. But I, would, we didn't get to do that. You would have went through the Twitter, the TikTok, the YouTube, exactly. literally everything. So when did you guys yeah. film the show? So we filmed back in February and March of earlier this year. Um, and it was filmed in the Cayman Islands. And how, how did you get cast for the show? Because you don't seem like someone that I would necessarily put on reality tv like 
obviously like you did great on the show, but I don't feel like you would like want to do that or apply. No. So I didn't apply. They found me on Instagram. And then I guess I just kept doing really well in the interviews and I kept getting callbacks. And then I think I was literally one of the last ones they chose because um, I didn't even get my plane ticket until two days before we had to leave. So it was a very like last minute thing. And I was like very swept into things. Um, I mean, it's still obviously a lot of fun, but yeah, definitely a whirlwind. So they just DM'd you on Instagram? Hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, what were you doing before the show? Did you have a lot of followers or did you have like, what were you posting that intrigued them? No, I don't even know. <laughs> um, I had like 3000 followers, nothing much. I'm just this girl from Chicago. Um, I think it was just like a recruiter who reached out and like liked my photos, like my look. And then I just kept getting lucky and going through the interview process. Did, have people ever reached out to you before for different like filming projects or anything in this realm? I know you were doing social media before the show. So like, what were you kind of doing for work? Before that, before I got cast for the show, I was doing a sales job at a big advertising agency. Um, and then I, I got furloughed from that job, which was like, honestly, a blessing in disguise because I was doing sales and cold calls. I hated my life, <laughs> um, but I got furloughed. And then I decided to start my own social media marketing business. So that's what I was in the process of making when I got uh, like interviewed for the show. So it came at a really good time for me where I was kind of transitioning and like looking for new stuff. And uh, yeah, it was during COVID too. And I was like, or it was at the end of COVID and I was like wanting to take a risk and like wanting to travel and stuff. So it, it seemed like a good opportunity for me. So where are you at now with the social media marketing company? Is that still something you're pursuing? Yeah, so I obviously took a break while we were filming and waiting for the show to come out. But I think that's definitely something I want to continue to pursue, maybe not at the same pace as I did before. Um, Cause I'm also trying to get into like the podcast world and DJing as well. So we're just going to see what comes from the show and maybe some things will work out. But um, yeah, social media has always been a passion of mine. I are in like this place where you just got off of the show. You have some new followers, some new exposure. So now you're just trying to figure out what lane you're in. So you're from Chicago, yeah. right? And now you're planning on moving to LA. So like, take me through. Well, I was just actually in LA for probably like two whole weeks when the finale came out. So that's when we got to see the yeah. whole cast again. Yeah. And then um, I got to do some sightseeing around LA. I've been there a lot before and I've always wanted to move there. I just never really had the excuse to. So now with this, hopefully it's going to like propel me into that direction. Um, so yeah, I've been, I'm actually like living at my parents' house right now in Cincinnati because uh, I, I, my lease in Chicago ended and I knew I was going to go to LA anyway. So I just decided to save some money while I make the transition. So now it's just a matter of when, um, not if, but when. So I'm excited. Um, I think it'll, it'll offer a lot of good opportunities for me because people in LA are super creative. Um, not so much in Chicago. Chicago is mostly like the nine to five life people who do like finance and things like that. And all there is to do in Chicago is like drink and party, which is fine. But um, ultimately I want to do bigger things. So like I said, like DJing or I'd, I'd love to start a podcast as well. Like okay. Everyone, but <laughs> oh yeah. But you know, it's everyone could start a podcast because it's kind of like a YouTube channel. Like everyone has a YouTube mm -hmm. channel and no one has a problem with it. So like go for it. Definitely start your podcast. I mean, I always put my podcast on my YouTube channel with the intention for my YouTube to grow. So it's mm -hmm. like everyone can do whatever they want. It doesn't matter like what the competition is, as long as like you're doing what makes you happy and what, you know, can get those creative juices flowing. So I mean, do you know what you would want to start a podcast about? Yeah. So I think I have, I just feel this calling because there's not a lot of girls my age putting out very intelligent content 
because there's a lot of easy money to be made and like OnlyFans and Instagram, which, you know, no doubt I'll probably be doing both of those things eventually. But <laughs> um, I do think there is like more of a conversation to be had about social media in today's world. And it kind of relates back to my background being a social media manager, where really the options and opportunities are endless in the world of social media. Like literally anyone can do anything. Like you can do the craziest things on earth. And as long as you have a good social media following, you can be successful. So I think that's what I want to show people is like the opportunities and tools and resources that we have today to propel them to get to where they want to be. So whether that's through like OnlyFans or creating a online business, um, I'd also like to talk about like mental health and dating in today's society as that has also changed a lot. So I have a lot of ideas and would have, a, you know, a lot of cool guests on hopefully too. Um, but yeah, that's the direction I want to take it. Okay, well, then we'll have to kind of look forward to that. I definitely will be following along on your journey. But let's get back to this show that you ended up on. You clearly were not looking to be on a reality show. It was never a thought of yours. So you end up in the Cayman Islands. Do they tell you what the format of the show is? Like how much information do you know when you land? We had zero, we had zero information going into it at all. <laughs> and I assumed I didn't know anything mostly because I was like, like I said, swept up into things at the tail end. So I did, I thought it was just because I was such a last minute addition that I didn't know what was going on, but none of the girls knew what was going on <laughs> at all. Um, we didn't know the title of the show. We didn't know it was going to be called F-Boy Island. We had no idea how the money was going to work. All we knew is that F-Boys and Nice Guys were going to be involved and that $100,000 was going to be involved at the end. We just didn't know how it was going to work. So it was really like we were being led in blind and we just had to like follow our hearts, trust the process and like figure out our figure out our own strategy on how to go about things. When did you meet Nakia and CJ? So I met them in quarantine. So the the Cayman Islands is a COVID-free area. So there was zero cases of COVID when we got there, which meant we had to do a 14-day quarantine when we initially got there, which was hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we had to like stay in our own separate hotel rooms and get fed food three times a day through the oh. door. And we weren't able to really talk to anyone from the cast. Um, especially the boys, the boys are kept in a separate building, but luckily the girls, we had like these little balcony areas that we were able to go out and talk together at certain points in the day or do, we, did, we had something called squat o'clock where we would do like little exercises, um, like when the sun was going down, but that was the, the extent of our social interactions. So we still didn't get to know each other super, super well. Um, but yeah, that's when I first met them. Well, that's good that you kind of had time to build a relationship with them. Like, even if you could barely see them, that was two weeks, because I think in this process, it's really important for the three girls to get to know each other and like be on the same page because you're eliminating guys each week. Mm -hmm. And like, you want to have like an alliance and like a strategy with the girls. So did you feel like you had that with CJ and Nakia the entire way through? Or do you think there was ever like jealousy? Were you ever going for the same guys at one point? I think there was an opportunity for us to like the same guys, but I think it is because we were able to bond before. And, mm -hmm. you know, this was pitched to us as a feminist show where we knew like the goal, the objective of the show is to call out, call out F boys. And it's about women empowerment and not letting the guys trick you or get the upper hand. So I think we three, without even really talking about it, just knew to um, keep to ourselves and always prioritize the girls over the guys, like chicks before dicks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that way, I don't know. I think it was just something unspoken between us. I think obviously there was ample opportunity for guys to cross over and for jealousy to be had. But I think 
because we were in such a situation that we didn't know what was going on. Um, we wanted to at least know that we could trust each other with that. So once we like claimed a guy, we were just automatically like, okay, that guy's yours. You go after him. Do you? And we'll stay. We'll stick to us and our guys over here. There was a lot of options. Twenty four to twenty seven men. That kind of sounds like a dream. <laughs> Like, or a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Was it more like exciting? Did you feel like you had this power or were you more like intimidated by all of the testosterone? Well, there were times. Well, this is where I, I like think about the bachelorette and I'm like, mm. how does one girl get to or like have to differentiate between all these different guys and like who she likes and who she doesn't like? And we, we had 24 to split between three of us. And that was even a lot. Um, and I think because it was a first season show, they, there weren't a lot of rules There are actually like no rules. So we could do whatever we wanted, but also the guys were allowed to do a lot of what they wanted. So the, the initial meeting where we first met all the guys and then we had, we had, we met all the guys in front of the pool with Nikki. And then later that night we had like that, like fake, like club party. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like someone had released the hounds. Like all the guys were just uh-huh. like swarming on us and we had no way to like strategize or just like, look. There was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, so initially there was a shock, but we, we eventually got around to like strategizing and figuring out how to go about things. Yeah. And when did you meet Nikki? Like, did you know of her before? I mean, she's a pretty well-known comic. She's kind of the one carrying the show, being the main yeah. spokesperson, the host. And like, what was your kind of thoughts meeting her? Yeah. So I've known about Nikki for a long time. I like, I've watched all of her Netflix specials. Like I, I watch a lot of her like podcast interviews too. I think she's hilarious. She's such a role model and she really did make the entire show. Like you said, I feel like without her, it wouldn't have carried the same like comedic tone throughout. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously it's kind of like a parody on like today's dating and society and f boys versus nice guys and i think she ties it together really really well with her um jokes and like the way she can like roast the guys and keep them in check um so yeah i think she was the best choice ever for a host i think she was amazing She's funny she had a lot of yeah. funny one-liners where i was like oh my god but then it was also really corny so at the same time i'm like nikki like what are you saying but <laughs> she overall did a good job and Unfortunately, there was no reunion, but maybe there will be one day and then she'll definitely be back to host that. I've heard rumors about it. I'm not sure if it's confirmed (laughs) or not. Um, I think it just depends on like how much of a success the show is and how much people want it um, and wanting to see the relationships afterwards too. Yeah. Were you familiar with Elon Gale? Because he was like a huge producer on The Bachelor. So there was a lot of like successful people working behind the scenes on this show. So like it is was it is set up to success. I mean, they are casting for season two. Yeah, they've already announced uh, the season two cast. And there were a lot, aside from Elon, there were a lot of other um, producers from like Love is Blind and other Bachelor producers as well. So we, we, it was a really, really well set up uh, crew and cast in general. And like the way we could just tell like from the instant we got there, the way, like the quality of the cameras, the quality of the crew, everything we knew it was going to be a hit. So I'm glad that they're doing a season two. Yeah. And I loved it. You know, I'm a huge reality TV fan. I watched every single show and I really did fall in love with the show. So I think it has a lot of potential. And I was listening to your live with CJ and Nakia a couple of weeks ago. And when Nakia said, I wonder if they'll bring us back to like give advice. I'm like, they have to. And I'm, I'm so curious, like, who these next few girls will be in the future, because, mm-hmm. like, the girls, like, really do carry the show as well. They have a lot weighing on them, and it works so well that you guys were so different. You all had different personalities, but we have to get into these guys. There's so many of them. I mean, who initially stood out to you when you met them? Um, okay, so when I first saw the guys, I think you can see me when I walk out and Nikki asks, like, what do you think of all these guys? And I'm like... I don't know. I guess we'll have to see because I'm not someone who is initially like 
drawn to looks like I'm definitely a personality person like we have to have chemistry like you could be the hottest person in the room but if we don't have chemistry if you don't if you can't have a conversation um then it doesn't matter to me so um I really just wanted to get to know all these guys on a personal level and like know what their goals were and who they were as people and so for me the <laughs> obviously I've been getting a lot of shit for <laughs> choosing Garrett so spoiler alerts but like, yeah. like um Garrett initially stood, stood out to me because he was super ambitious. He was a go-getter, go-getter. He like took charge of the situation and was like, hey, I want you. I want to t- go on a date with you. And that's why I, I continue to choose him over and over again is because I like a guy who's in charge. And he definitely was that. And then I also really liked um, Josh and Welcome. So these your, three guys those are your were final my, three. Those are my final three, yeah. Um, Welcome didn't come in until later, but he was like just a breath of fresh air, like, I felt like I could have a normal conversation with him and he was like funny and lighthearted. And meanwhile, like everyone else, it's like so serious. They're talking about like childhood traumas mm-hmm. and like all these serious things that, and I'm like, hey, I just wanna have fun. Like, I don't wanna yeah. be talking about all these things. Um, so Welcome was really nice for that. And then Josh was similar in a sense where like he could be serious, but he could also be funny. Um, he was just a real one from the start and I knew he was never trying to play games. So. I, you know, he was one that I really liked from the start as well. Yeah, Josh and Welcome were awesome. But Garrett, he was, you know, kind of an F-boy on the show. And I do know this because I interviewed Garrett, (laughs) obviously. Well, we'll get into that. I do know this because I interviewed Garrett um, a few weeks ago. He said that him and CJ, yeah, he he said that him and CJ were actually friends before the show. Like they weren't super close friends, but they ran in similar circles. So did CJ not warn you about his past behavior? She did. And well... So the thing about Garrett is like, I knew the entire time he was an F boy. I think, I think the way it's portrayed in the show, they make it seem like I don't have any idea what's going on. But th- that was one of the first things I said to him, actually. He, um, it was in the, the nightclub event, the nightclub uh-huh. cabana thing where one of the first things he says to me is, what do you think I am? A nice guy or an F boy? And I was like, clearly an F boy, like the way you dress, the way you carry yourself, like everything about you just screams F boy. I wasn't there to play the game about like, I didn't really care if someone was like a nice guy or an F boy. I was there to just like have a good time and like follow my heart. People who might categorize themselves as F boys might not actually be all that F boyish. And then people who say they're nice guys might actually be F boys. It's just all about you know, how someone finds their self. So I wasn't in it for the game. And even though CJ did, you know, warn me about him, mm. I was willing to overlook that and give him a chance. So ultimately yeah. that might've screwed me over again, but. <laughs> yeah, I think like we were definitely led to believe in the beginning, they're like, who's a nice boy? Who's an F boy? Like, we think you guys are guessing, but it, was until, it wasn't until like midway through the season when Nikki was like, you now have to reveal if you're an F boy or a nice guy. I was like, at this point, you've already made the connections and the friendships. You know everyone. It really doesn't matter. I also feel like a lot of the guys on the show were thirsty to be on a reality show, and they probably just applied as an F boy because they thought it would it would like enhance their chances of getting on the show to begin with. And then there was a few guys who were nice guys, like Matt, and also knew Jared. And I was like, you guys are totally F boys. <laughs> I think Matt is a nice guy. I, I'm not so sure about new Jared though. He's definitely, he was one that surprised all of us. Like we, we did not expect that from him. I mean, he was also really hot though. He was actually my <laughs> favorite. You know, I told CJ at the party when I met you guys, I was like, CJ, me and you have the same taste. Like I probably would have chose Casey and new Jared. Those were my two like personal yeah. favorites. Um, but did you know like anyone else who was a nice boy or an F boy? I mean, you knew Josh and Welcome were, well, Welcome ended up being an F boy, right? 
Yeah, which I didn't really agree with, but you know, I guess he would have to be an F boy with all the tattoos and his, his emo personality. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I actually have the prediction list that we had. Um, we I wrote in a journal every single night and CJ and I would like break down the psyches of these guys and try to figure out who was who and like mm-hmm. red flags we could look out for or things like that. Okay, um, show it to the so camera. Let's see. So at the very top of the list is Garrett and Casey, both F boys. And then who else? Uh, Colin, Colin we had as an F boy. Uh, Sean, we had as a nice guy. Rhino, actually, I don't even know if you remember him. I don't but- remember him. <laughs> He got out like episode four because he got appendicitis, which is really sad. <laughs> but we had him down as a F boy, but he was a nice guy. Um, and then Paul was a nice guy. He was the one with the curly hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, David, F boy. Greg, F boy. Josh, nice guy. Jared, uh, OG Jared. We actually had him as a uh, nice, a nice guy. guy. But he was yeah. such an. He, he ended up being such an F boy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, there was so um, many guys. So it's like, how do yeah, you there even was so know? Yeah, there were so many. I could go on and on. But yeah, we got we got the majority of them right. I think the only confusing ones were um, New Jared and then Chris as well was kind of confusing. How was it like learning everyone's name? Because I like I'm an avid watcher and like I watched every episode. And then when I got to the finale party, I was like, I literally, were you on the show? Like, so the, especially the people who got out early. <laughs> yeah some of them it's I mean it's tough there are so many people like some of them just didn't get a lot of screen time I mean what you what can you do there's so many storylines yeah that's true so let's get into the Garrett of it all we have to kind of start off with the love is blonde what's love island girl that he was dating before the show like what was your reaction to hearing about that and when you had to I'm sure the producers told you you guys have to FaceTime her or did you really want to FaceTime her no that was my idea because um he like obviously you can see throughout the show and also I want to point out too you'll notice that Garrett is the only one where his confessionals are shown with him telling the audience how much of an f-boy he is Mm -hmm. so I think throughout the show like the audience can obviously see what's going on but I can only trust what he's telling me and what other people are telling me so this whole time he is, you know, kind of like being shady about his like dating history and stuff like that. So I just had to be like, not and be like, okay, I guess I'll try to believe you. Like, what else can I do? So when the, we had the social media deep dive day, that was the day where I was like, okay, this is solid, rock solid proof that you actually did have a girlfriend coming into the show, which is not okay whatsoever. So I gave him that ultimatum. Um, and at this point, I was like, I can't do it in front of him alone. I have to do it in front of the entire group. So he has nowhere to go um, because we had solid proof. What was the uh, so proof I, though? Like what was the most recent picture? The most recent picture was February 17th, which was I think like a week or two before we got to the island. So that was like super, super recent, like super fresh. And then also if it was a legitimate breakup, you would have deleted your Instagram posts with this person, especially if you're going on a dating show. So there was something so fishy about that. It, and like, it was so fishy to the point where I was like, is he doing this on purpose to like get well, attention? He said um, that some people don't like to delete their pictures with their ex. And I think that's like an overall conversation where some people are like, it's years later. And if the picture is nice, you might not want to delete it. But I also think he was so stupid because as you just mentioned, he was going on a dating show like you would think he right. would be smart enough. Yeah, at least like archive it and then unarchive un- it. Like there's no reason to keep it up. Um, so yeah, that was fishy to me. And then, so yeah, I gave him the ultimatum. 
that night in front of everyone, I was basically like, we, we did a deep dive on everyone's Instagrams today. Garrett, we saw that everything that we found about <laughs> every girlfriend scene. on your Instagram was true. So you, I'm giving you two options. You can either pack your bags or we can get this girl on a FaceTime or a phone call and see what she has to say about things. And I honestly didn't, I, I did not tell the producers I was going to do that. I was afraid they wouldn't let me uh, or they wouldn't like allow the FaceTime to happen. Um, but they did, they pulled through. And yeah, we had that very uncomfortable FaceTime. Well, they pulled through once they found out that she was from another reality show. That's like a good crossover. You always want that. So what did you learn on the FaceTime call that gave you the clarity to kind of continue on with him? Yeah, well, I I actually didn't know on another show until after that conversation, um, because obviously we're only able to like do a light skim on the Mm. photos. So all all I saw of the photos was like her and Garrett on his Instagram. So when we got her on the phone call, she was, I was like, okay, best case scenario, she's going to agree with everything he says. Like, yes, it was a mutual breakup. Yes, I agree for him to, or I support him being on the show. Yes, he is a trustworthy person. And the best case scenario, I was like, this could go completely downhill. She could say like, <laughs> no, like, fuck him. Like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. She could be like, no, this guy is the worst. He broke up with me just to be on a dating show, like run for the hills. But like surprisingly, she said all the good things about him and it was like, yes, it was a mutual breakup. I support him being there. Like he can do whatever he wants. Said had nothing bad to say about him. And I think like the editing made it seem a little bit more awkward than it was. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, it was still awkward, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, she gave for her. all the right answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, she seemed comfortable being on camera. So I, I don't oh, think duh. she had a problem with it. Okay, so where does Garrett stand with her now? Because did they actually break up though? Or did they just like go on a break? It did. And I know it was sketchy the way it looked um, on the show. It seems like they were in cahoots. And I think CJ made a comment where she was like, I I wouldn't be surprised if they were in cahoots. It is confirmed after the show, they had completely broken up. It was a clean, clean break and they were not together. Okay, well then you trusted your instinct. You made it to the final three or final two because there's three girls, three guys. And then Garrett is the last guy left. I mean, clearly you had the strongest connection with Garrett. So I understood why you ended up picking him. But did you have a conversation with him where you knew you could trust him? Because he ended up screwing you over. Like how much of an inkling did you have? Yeah, so my my thing Garrett the entire time was even though I did like him and I wanted to like him and trust him, I just couldn't trust him based off of the way he was acting. And he I he you can tell he's a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. And so like anything he said, I I was, you know, figuring that out in my head whether like his he was confusing his feelings for me for his competitiveness for the show, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So does. like um, I'm sure like we did have a connection that was real his competitiveness and willingness to win the show outshone his feelings for me or whatever feelings he did have a really important part that cut out, got cut out was him it was right after the the elimination right after the FaceTime with the girlfriend he got on his knees at elimination on stage in front of everyone and had a hat in his hand and cried and apologized to me and said I am here for the right reasons I promise that is in the past like I'm laying my entire life out on the line or not life out on the line but like reputation my entire my entire life and yeah reputation out on the line for people to see on national tv like I promise you at this point I'm here for the right reasons and at that point I was like okay I guess I can give you another chance because again whether it was stupid or not I chose him because he was proving to me that he was willing to be there which was more than I could say for most of the other guys. For, like for Even for Josh and Welcome? 
Yeah, Josh and Welcome, obviously my those were my top three and those were that was a very tough decision for me after that. Um, but the effort that Garrett put in to um, stay there was undeniable. And now looking back, it's obviously because he was wanting to win. But to me, that spoke to, you know, what I want in a guy, which is like someone who takes control, who takes accountability, who like, you know, uh, shows that he's willing to put in effort. And that's exactly what he did. So. So were you surprised that he ended up taking the money? I, so again, I know everyone saw it coming. And I think at a certain point I said, I can hear everyone in America screaming at, re- mm-hmm. at me right now um, because ultimately he did choose the money, which did screw me over. And as, as expected as everyone probably saw or as, as much as everyone saw that coming, uh, it still was a shock to me because at our 24 hour date, like backing it up a little bit, I, yeah. I still did not trust him at all up until our 24 hour date. And I, I did not want to go on our 24 hour date at all. I told producers, I was like, I do not want to go on this. Like, uh, is there any way I can just like, well, why didn't you want to go on it? Because I knew he wasn't there for the right reasons. And ultimately like my, my gut was right about that. And I think I based my decision off of one good 24 hour date because I finally got him away from the cameras. You know, I took him into my room and I was like, I need to talk to you. I need to figure out who you are because you can tell like he just puts on this mask for the camera mm-hmm. or like on a show to get attention. He'll say like really shocking things. And I can't mm-hmm. tell if what he says is like true or if he really thinks that or if he's just saying it for the cameras. So I finally got to sit down and talk with him and we talked for hours about like a bunch of little stuff. And you can see he brings up all those things again in his finale speech. Um, and I felt like I had gotten to know him finally as a person. And that's what I was waiting for that entire time. But, um, yeah, again, probably stupid to make my final, my finale decision based off of one 24 hour date, but ultimately my connection or my attraction to Garrett was greater than Josh at that point. And I just wanted to follow my heart and I made my decision based off of that. Would you Um, date someone like Garrett in real life? Like, not like what's going on now, but like before the show, would you ever give someone that many chances or was it just because of the environment? (laughs) And that is something you have to clear up. Yeah, so that's the other thing. I think people have to remember, like normal, I've never gone for an F boy in my life at all. Like ask any of my friends, that is not my type normally. And so for me to be forced to be in a scenario or this like little bubble uh, forced to have interactions with someone that you normally would have ghosted or like said mm-hmm. f you bye to f boy um, f bye <laughs> I mean they they stick around and you have to like work out your problems and I think ultimately that's why I would continue to you know have him stick around even after we would have like an altercation or an argument is because we worked through our problems and I think I mistook that for us being like, oh, everything is okay now. I should have, you know, I should have eliminated him earlier, but ultimately we, we did, I mean, we were forced to like sit down and talk our problems out. And I think that's uh, what made me feel more connected to him, even though that was probably a false connection, but yeah. yeah. Well, I also feel like with Garrett, he has a lot of reality star friends and I feel like he went onto this show wanting to be a reality TV villain and make a name for himself and just like really go balls to the wall. And in one way that's very, thirsty and douchebaggery but in another way it's also like iconic I mean he made the show because he was the ultimate f-boy somebody had to fuck a girl over at the end I mean it was just part of the show I don't know if producers egged him on to do that or not but someone had to do it we had to see that we had to feel bad for you like it was just perfect the way it was produced for the show but what let's talk about the fact that he didn't end up getting the money because I personally feel like he deserved the money because he won the game fair and square. And these were the rules that were explained yeah. to him at the beginning. So how did you kind of react 
when well, you heard it was going to charity. So remember, we not only did we not know what the title was, we didn't know it was going to be called F-Boy Island. We also weren't told how the money was going to work until we were literally on stage at the finale after we had locked in our answers. So that, See, I predicted, money, I knew how the money was going to be halfway through the season. Yeah, well, we didn't. I, so again, it was pitched to us as a feminist show. And I think I assumed at the end, like the girls would have some say in the money. And uh, so when it came to the finale day, they, you know, take us in a room, they're like, okay, what's your decision? And we had to give them our decision at the beginning of the day before the finale happened. And they were like, okay, well, just who do you like better? Who do you have a stronger connection with? And I was like, I don't know how to make this decision. I don't know how the money works at all. I, am I supposed to like trust the person that I, you know, choose so that way we can split the money or like how does splitting the money work? Or like, am I supposed to follow who I actually like? Should I choose an F-boy? Should, should I choose a nice guy? I don't think there is a way I could feel set up because we just weren't told anything. I think like the producers wanted, wanted us to follow our hearts and our guts. And so um, they... I mean, they, they didn't lead anything. This was all our decision. Um, so I, I knew it was not smart to choose Garrett. I like when I made that final decision mm -hmm. after spending 45 minutes on the phone with them, like in indecision, <laughs> um, I like, I, my heart was racing. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, but my, what helps me feel comforted was the fact that like Garrett is already well off in life. I knew he wasn't there for the money because he said that multiple times. Like I, if anything, he was there for like the clout and the fame. And to win, so, to win. So that's why it was so surprising for me at the end. It wasn't the fact that he screwed me over. It was like, like, why are you that stupid? Like you just forever branded yourself as an F boy. And like, you don't even get the money in the end. Like it could have been a win-win for both of us. Like you could have got 50K, I could have got 50K. And then you could have broken up with me. Like it didn't have to be, it didn't have to go down the way it did. But did he yeah. actually mean what he said when he said, I don't want a relationship with you? Because obviously like you guys have kind of hung out since the show. Yeah, so I did, I have seen him, I saw him for the first time in LA at the uh, party. cast party, and then he expressed that, you know, obviously it's a TV show, and I knew he was like playing up the looks and stuff, and he's expressed, um, expressed a desire to do a big public apology, so I've been kind of entertaining that thought, uh, but as of right now, I'm still just focused on like myself and my own personal career. Because uh, obviously, if anyone's willing to screw someone over in that scenario, that kind of scenario, that public scenario, they they don't want the best for you, or they don't have their, your best interest in mind. So yeah, for right now, I'm trying to focus on myself and do my own thing. Yeah, I have a couple more questions about that, but I want to know with CJ and her final pick, um, what did you think of her decision, and is she still with New Jared? Um, I think so. I have to commend CJ because she really did get the game. Um, so she, she knew from the start that we needed to get rid of F boys, whether like we cared about the connection with the guys or not, we needed to get rid of the F boys. We couldn't handle their shit. We got to give nice guys a chance. And she really understood that. And so like when anything would come up with Casey, she really gave him no room to wiggle. Like she mm -hmm. really called him out and made sure that like, even when he did come back, she still held him accountable for like all of his actions. And so I really do support her choosing a nice guy who was ultimately the best choice for her because he proved that you know he was there for the right reasons he was there for her and that was just a really solid choice so she she did really good with that so are they still together today or can you share you know I'm not really sure but I did hear some information come out about new Jared the other day <laughs> um that so she was go too happy about 
What? So we're going to go with a no. Like maybe they were talking, but it doesn't seem I, like they're committed. They, they were trying to make it work, but obviously it's long distance. And then um, this new information about him came out that she's not too happy about. So we'll see what happens from, from here with them. Okay. And what about Nakia? She chose OG Jared. What did you think of her decision? And do you know if they're still together? Um, I also am not sure about them. Um, you would have to ask Nakia, but I do. I will say I liked OG Jared uh, a lot on the show. I know he's been getting like a lot of flack online and a lot of the guys don't seem to like him, but I, I really liked OG Jared. I think he's just like a really um, like spiritual soul and like not a lot of people can understand that. Um, so I, I do wish the best for both of them. Okay. And how is your relationship with CJ and Nakia today? I know you and CJ were hanging out a lot in LA. Yeah, it's super good. Um, CJ and I got really close over the course of the show and uh, Nakia and I, or Nakia and we did as well, but um, I, we were trying to meet up with her and I guess like plans didn't work out. So that's why we weren't able to do any like content or fun things, but so that was unfortunate, but yeah, we were all still in contact with each other and still pretty close. Okay, cool. And with Garrett, I mean, you guys have been hanging out a lot. Would you guys, just, would you describe your relationship now as friends? And why did you decide to give him a chance as a friend? Um, it's a great question because <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, well, so TMZ caught us out at I like watched a, it. a restaurant at BOA. And um, that was actually a manager meeting between us and uh, our management group because we, we share the same management. Um, before that, we were out at Erwan. <laughs> so that You've we were actually- out. Yeah, we were out with Greg and like, yeah, so like I said, it's just about, he he obviously like feels bad about his decision. And I think for me, if he, if he wants to work on himself and he, if he wants to do an apology, I think that's great that he's wanting to work on himself. Um, but like I said, like I'm willing to hear, hear him out, but that doesn't mean I want to be in a relationship with him. He obviously screwed me over. And uh, like, I, like I said, I just want to do my own thing. So what is, like, what is the weight on this public apology? Clearly he's apologized to you personally because you guys are hanging out and you're friends. So why is he like waiting for this grand apology? No one's going to care in a week or two. That's true. I don't know. You, you're going to have to ask him. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to hold, I'm glad that you are not like sucked into him because I think it kind of looked like that when you were hanging out with him a lot in LA. A lot of people thought you were back together and that you didn't necessarily learn your lesson. So you're, yeah. you're setting the record straight. No, setting the record straight. We are not together. That was just talks of a potential apology. I don't want people to think that I'm weak for going back to him. I'm just a good person and willing to hear someone out if they want to apologize for something that they clearly did wrong. So that's, that's my stance on it. Okay, period, done. I mean, what an amazing experience. Thank you so much for kind of going through the whole process with me. Um, I love the show. So, I mean, it's such a treat to kind of dive in with you. What did you kind of learn from the experience? What did you take away? How did this change your life? Well, good question. Um, I took away, what I took away from this experience was basically to be more decisive about what I want out of life, not just with guys, but with other things too. I think I used to be a more go with the flow person. And like, if we have a connection, great, let's like look into that and see how it goes. But now I can be like, I can like list all the qualities that I want. Like I want this, I want this, I want this. And all the red flags, I can immediately say like, no, I'm not. <laughs> if you ask for my Snapchat, no, I'm not talking to you again. <laughs> if you wear like crazy designer outfits, that could be a red flag. Um, if you don't text me back in a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. just like little things. Um, that I know to look out for now that I can immediately like not be afraid to call someone out now I can just be like no that's not okay and it, 
like, I don't have to be called crazy for calling someone out. That's just like how it should be. I should be able to tell people what I like and don't like and what's okay and what's not okay. How did your um, life change from the show? Like, I mean, now you're like famous. Not, not really getting there. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to get think, you there. I do think because, um, you know, it's, it's on HBO. It's HBO's first reality dating show. It doesn't have the same uh, steam yet as like Too Hot to Handle or Love Island. So I'm sure people will get there. It's just a, amount, it's just a matter of time at this point. But um, yeah, as far as changing my life, um, it's helping open doors for me. So this is just the beginning for me. I don't want to forever be known as a girl on FY Island. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I, wa- I do want to take this momentum and traject it into uh, a, you know, a, a good DJing career or something in social media or podcasting. I think that would be amazing. And if I can help spread a light to other people and help them through a similar process with F boys or nice guys, I think that would be amazing. So I just want to, you know, help spread uh, awareness and help people through along the way. Would you ever go on another reality show? If, if so, which one? I would, I I'm open to that. I think now that I know the ropes and like know how to navigate the um, system of a reality show, I think um, I'm definitely open to that. I could do another dating show now that I'm single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I, I, I love dating shows. I've been watching uh, The Bachelor and Too Hot to Handle for as long as I've been out. So um, any any show like that would be great. Oh, so then who do you think should be the next Bachelor? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good one. I'm not caught up on the, the latest season, so I'll have to watch that. But Either that or just scroll through my TikTok. You'll, you'll be caught up on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to study some. <laughs> yes. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad you came on. Where can everyone follow you and what can we look forward to? Um, so my Instagram is Sarah with an H dot Emig. So that's E-M-I-G. And I'm still waiting to get verified. I don't know what's happening, but yeah, follow me on there. And then I'm also on TikTok at uh, Sarah Emig. And I think that's pretty much YouTube, it. I'm on Snapchat right? as well. Uh, and yes, YouTube, I'm going to release my first YouTube video later this week. Um, so that will also just be my name, Sarah Emig. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to be releasing. Oh, here's a good announcement. I'm going to be releasing a big Q&A on everything, covering a lot of the topics that we just talked about and also a few other ones um, just about the show in general and my experience. So if you want to hear more about that and my makeup routine, my outfits, things like that, go check it out. Okay, perfect. We'll have all of your links in the descriptions below so everyone will know where to find you. And thank you so much for being here. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Zach. I had a fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Please follow Sarah below. If you have not, she is an absolute doll. One of the sweetest humans I've ever interviewed. She's just so awesome. We definitely are rooting for her. So give her a follow and thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you guys can listen on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, as well as YouTube. If you listened on YouTube, definitely always check out the YouTube channel because I'm always inserting pictures and the video version is always a lot more fun. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching. Give this video a big thumbs up and subscribe to our podcast down below and I will catch you guys next week for my interview with popular TikToker Hannah Kosh. Have a great weekend guys.